Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Evening, folks. Uh, Hank, where have you been? Hi, where have I been? <laughs> you, know, you never see Hank and the Kingpin in the same place. That's I was thought, I thought you were going to say you never see Hank and Pokeroo in the same place. <laughs> uh, Are you really the Pokeroo? I might be. Pokeroo. I already had a heart attack. <laughs> the Pokeroo. The Pokeroo. Unfortunately, at Ontario Place, in front of a bunch of kids. Oh man! Oh no! It was a terrible, terrible day for. It was Pokeroo. probably a rental Pokeroo. Maybe. Hey, Listen, yeah. even I was smart enough to figure out whoever the male host was that day was Pokeroo. Going out doing I mean, what you love, it sounds like though. How many? True. How many different voices did Pokeroo actually have? A few. All look of them. Santa's eyes are blue this year, and they were brown last year, mommy. <laughs> Why does Santa smell like whiskey? Well, and cigarettes. It's 2021. You can't blame him. <laughs> the life of a mall Santa. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, so here we are. What? What? Um, oh my lord. Uh, what, what are we what talking about this? today? Welcome back to our Fandom Power presents on Target. Yes, where uh, our weekly again. dive into the latest episode of Marvel's Hawkeye Stay now on, streaming on Disney Plus. Stay on Target. Yes. I have a bad habit of drifting. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's all good. We're uh, we're about a week out. From uh, Christmas. Yep, and we're also one episode away from the end of Hawkeye. The uh, the big finale. Yes, there's a lot to wrap up in that one. So uh, I thought there was some really interesting stuff that came out of this week's episode. I'd say so. Um, if you uh, if you were one of the lucky ones that got to see uh, Spider Man uh, No Way Home this week, uh, then you also know that there was a uh, a loose tie in there as well. So uh, very exciting this week, but we're not going to get into that because we're here to talk about. Hawkeye, you know, give people a couple more weeks before we start spoiling. But anyway, uh, big announcements coming out from Hasbro this week. Uh, What do you got? We've got a brand new wave of X-Men figures coming our way. Oh, you know what? I did see this uh, Uh, earlier this week. uh, Build a figure that's Bonebreaker. Bonebreaker. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Uh, Yes, the Reavers. You mean Uh, the dude with the tank body? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, I don't know who he is, but he's damn cool. Yeah. Oh, he he goes back awesome. to like the 80s. 80s at least, I think. The whole storyline sure. where the X-Men go through the Siege Perilous in, in, uh, with Gateway in uh, in Australia. It's oh, really okay. Cool. It's just at the end of the Chris Claremont run. Probably the last good X-Men story from the 90s. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed with that Sabretooth, though. He is uh, at least 
standing next to Wolverine, he looks smaller. He looks a little Wolverine. slim, eh? He totally yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. He might be uh, standing we- a little forward there, so maybe it's not all lost. Oh, maybe. Yeah, their feet aren't lined up. Yeah. But, you know that uh, that whole reuse thing, right? I mean, we just yes. talked about uh, you know how the toy companies like to squeeze, squeeze every bit we can out of the mold. What's the sure. what was the other long running one? Uh, the Bucky Cap uh, body was like yes. the male the standard male body for how long? It's probably still going. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. looking at uh, I'm looking at that havoc now. He's got a butterfly joint in there, but uh, there might be some modification. I get maybe maybe. I don't think the original Bucky Cap had that, but yeah. But uh, that's not all we got. We also got the uh, Multiverse of Madness Doctor Strange wave announced as well. Uh, surprised to see Mordo. A little bit. Yeah, I didn't realize that Mordo was coming back for this. I should have guessed it. But Top uh, left, heavy spoilers in top left there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heavy spoilers in the top I don't left. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did anybody check out our uh, So What review series on uh, on Marvel's What If? It might be a good like time. <laughs> might be a good time to go back and uh, revisit those oh, for yeah, sure. Man. Wicked. But uh, other than that, we got they did announce a couple more deluxe figures. I think there's a deluxe Doctor Strange coming, another Thor, and this guy. The, oh, that's uh, a great looking. What movie. is with the retro Toy Biz packaging? I don't know, but it's uh, it's striking a nerve with me. It's uh, are you, you're liking that? Are you? I'm digging this one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a good looking figure. That's a great looking face sculpt, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not a fan of the packaging, but again, packaging yeah. is exactly what it is to me. It's just yeah, it's not gonna be in there long. It's the thing that goes in my recycling. You know. <laughs> but uh, on with our show this week, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, this week's episode is titled Ronin, and it's got a runtime of forty five minutes, and once again, it's directed by Bert and Birdie. I think the whole series is uh, Bert and Birdie. Uh, not everyone, no. The, oh, this is their okay. second of the series. <laughs> well, then I completely missed that. That's all good. Uh, this week's episode is written by Jenna Noel Frazier, and her previous work includes the 2018 Prime original series, The Romanoffs. I don't think I've seen that. No relation. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> nicely done, sir. Yeah. Uh, we open this episode with another flashback, and this time to the year 2018. And we find uh, Yelena Belova, and another widow named Sonia, who is played by, I'm sorry for your name pronunciation here, uh, Yasa Mai Panginaban, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can do any much, uh, any more just uh, Isamai Pananaban? I think so. I'm so sorry. I I do not, I can't stand butchering somebody's name, but if it's not told to me, I, I don't. True. I can't always get it. I'm so sorry. But, uh. They're continuing their mission to free the other widows from the mind control that we saw them start on at the end of the Black Widow movie. Yes. And the current uh, widow they're trying to save is named Anna, and she's played by Annie Hamilton. Yep. And the two widows, they quickly overpower, and they hit her with the antidote. And uh, once she's pinned down, you know, they quickly administer it and see this one was kind of a waste. Because when Anna gets up, she's more concerned about the $20,000 rug that now has a stain on it. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, uh, were you not brainwashed? And she's like, no, I wasn't. I'm not some rich pervert's prisoner. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out she had just put her skills to use and was making hits for money, which afforded her this crazy, lavish home. And uh, the conversation, you know, it turns to the future. And, you know, what are you going to do once you've got them all free? Right. And Yelena, she's a bit overwhelmed by this and excuses herself. And she goes to the washroom, splashes some water on her face, and we find out that she was a victim of the snap. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a major way too. Yeah. And it's really neat to see it from her perspective because like, it's almost instantaneous. Yeah. For her, like she's gone, but not gone. Yeah. yeah I think and, we've seen the snap from that perspective yet. From no, somebody like, who's been snapped. We've seen all like, the way through it. And yeah, in real yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all experienced that long gap between movies, right? So yeah, I don't think right, we've yeah. seen it this way. It's really, really well done. Yeah, because like in Scarlet Witch and Vision, we see like the opposite end of it where somebody comes back after the five years. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah. It's way Which, quick. by the way, I just want to touch on this for a second because the, as you say, uh, it starts in 2018. Yes. So we can, with a, in case anybody was confused as to where uh, this show takes place, uh, 2018 uh, plus five years for the snap plus two years for the duration between, uh, um, oh good lord, uh, Endgame and now. Yeah. So that places Hawkeye square in the year 2025. Well, I'm going to contradict that. Oh, dang at it. the end of the show because we do get a final, substantial date on the oh, whole thing. Oh, oh, is that right? We do. Did it, I miss something? Uh, no, it's like. Blink and you'll miss it because oh, you okay, got to okay. zoom up on it. Oh, fair enough. Um, but you know, Elena, she comes out of it, and the the room literally morphs around her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that was kind of weird for me because, like, I don't know if it's just like a perspective thing or what, but um, <clears throat> you know, she goes on and comes back out, and uh, you're gonna think though, there's some guy out there who got snapped, you know, maybe just like this in their bathroom. And five years later, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't notice anything's different. <laughs> Just walk out like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Elena comes out and she's overwhelmed and she needs uh, some explanation of what's going on. And when she comes out, she finds like this random dude and a kid in there. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, who are you? What's going on? And then we see uh, Anna pop up from the background. She's like, oh, there you are. And uh, like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, she's trying to help her out and she's telling her, oh, this is what happened. And, you know, you left in a bit different fashion than Sonya did five years ago. But uh, yeah, yeah. That means she didn't get snapped. Right. And uh, while Anna is trying to help her adapt, she's just getting overwhelmed. And she realizes, you know, I got to find Natasha. I need to know where she is and I got to let her know I'm okay. Well, then that whole sequence, does that not lend itself to, uh, the final moments of uh, the Black Widow movie. A little bit. It gives a little more oomph to the, the visit to the grave. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's asking for help. And then we jump into our trademark Marvel opening with the uh, logo and all the scenes yeah. from the cinematics and whatnot. And once we're past that, we get to, we get, it's a bit weird because we get a previously on to some oh, I know. That's what's weird. going up. So yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Why not jam that at the beginning? But whatever. Sure. Um, we catch up with Kate who has returned to his mother to her mother's apartment and she's feeling a bit defeated. You know, Clint just gave her the boot basically. Yeah. The whole, uh, we're not partners. We never were. Yeah. The get out of here puppy. I never loved you. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, we enter and Eleanor's a bit taken aback because, you know, Kate's sporting a few new bumps and bruises from that rooftop skirmish. Right. Right. And she give, you know, she shows some actual concern. And she's like, was this Clint's fault? And Kate says, no, Clint protected me. Yeah. But then he told me to go home and stay away from him, which, you know, a side note, a side note to point out here, there is genuine concern in her eyes when Kate shows up. Yep. And like, she's got tears welling up 
at the thought of Kate in trouble. I mean, look at the scene where she said, you know, uh, can I walk you out? Yeah. And I mean, the, the ultimatum of, you know, essentially stay away from my daughter. Basically. I mean, yeah, she was genuinely concerned. But then but then after Kate tells her what Clint said, you know, go away. Those yeah, tears, yeah. they dry up pretty quick. We've been saying all along, uh, you know, I've been asking repeatedly, do we think there was something more sinister going on with uh, Eleanor? Yes. And uh, we're going to find that out later on we in this are. episode. Um, but that, but that just on that note, does that not add a whole new layer of where her concern comes from? Who's she more concerned for? Trade or herself? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. They share a hug and Eleanor gets to patching her up. And, uh, <clears throat> again, Eleanor asks, you know, if does Clint think you're a superhero? Yeah. And yeah. she says, no, and I don't either. I just want to help people. That's right. Yeah. And you know, nothing wrong with that. Kate questions her mother, you know, you regret buying me my first bow now? And sarcastic, she's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) But no, adorable with that bow. Yeah. So, uh, and they all, they both see the bow hanging up their trophy on the wall. And she goes on to tell her that, you know, the path of life is long and winding. And the important thing is to keep moving forward. And there's a spark of hope that kind of reignites in Kate's eyes here. Yep. When she ponders, you know, the thought, I thought I could be one of the Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, she then asks. Spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) She asks her mom if she ever worries that Kate wouldn't find her path, but Eleanor reassures her, you know, you will. And it's at this point, Kate finally has her ear long enough to tell her, you know, I've been looking into Armand's murder, and Clinton and I have uncovered some incriminating evidence, and it's concerning Jack. You need to look into it. And Eleanor, she finally promises, you know, I will. But then she sends Kate out. She's like, go get your stuff and come back here. Yeah. And then we flip scenes back to uh, the apartment of Maya Lopez. And we find, uh, you know, Kazi. He's in the role of patch up over here. Oh, yeah. And uh, he and Maya, they talk a little bit about the hunt for Ronan and how it's got to stop. And... uh, She's determined, though, and Kazi agrees, you know, okay, fine. I'll help you catch him and kill him, but then we're done. And she kind of like, all right, fine. Do you think at this point that he's uh, he's twitched to the idea that she's getting too close to uh, maybe some of his secrets? Uh, Not at this point. No, no, No. but uh, she will be by the end of the. Well, we know that. Yeah. Uh, across the city, though, Kate shows up at the burnt remains of her apartment and surveys the damage. <laughs> Kate notices one of the windows is open again, and yeah. somebody behind her calls out, Kate Bishop. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you know, it's lightning fast. She lobs a bottle of hot sauce at the voice, and it's caught, and it is Yelena. Yeah. And this scene kicks off. It's such a weird vibe, but I love her. She's like, hi, I made macaroni if you want some. Oh, the whole mac and cheese thing. I was just like, yeah. yeah, you just tried to kill me, and now you want to have mac and cheese? Yep. Yeah. When the whole exchange is tense but fun, and Florence Pugh's performance it instantly warms you up to the character of Yelena, you know, even though she's still holding the air of that deadly assassin. I mean, it's no secret that uh, going forward, and I, I don't mean to say it this way, but she is our replacement Black Widow, she right? Is. So, I mean, I really, I mean... Is she going to get a feature uh, appearance? I hope so. I would suspect that she will in I mean, some way. 
based on the Black Widow movie and how far she comes in this episode, yeah. mm-hmm. like she's a likable character. Yeah, yeah. She can fight. She's got all the tools that she needs. Did you guys catch the uh, thing with her and uh, with Instagram? Mm, where she got banned? Yeah, she got yes. her own. Yeah, taking yeah. a, a photo of her getting taken down. Yeah, because she said, you know, I'm in the show and I'm yeah, going to show yeah, people. Yeah. I love the show. But uh, weird. Kate, yeah, totally weird. Uh, Kate asks her, you know, what do you want? And Yelena insists, you know, I'm only here to talk. And when Kate responds, I'm not about to sit down and have dinner with someone who just tried to kill me. Uh, Yelena, she's like, I did not. Mm-hmm. And the face on her is priceless. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, as we saw last episode, she indeed did not try and kill her. She clipped her in before throwing her over the edge just to remove her from the fight. Yeah, I mean, and that was, I think, I think that was fairly clear to us as the the viewing audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a fast move, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you still heard the click. You still saw the line. Yeah, yeah. And you saw the follow-up when Clint looks over. But uh, we do get some great beats here from Elena as she tells Kate, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. I don't have any weapons on me. Right. Which she instantly takes back and says, well, I don't have any weapons in my hand. Oh, yeah. She's and looking she's at like, the, uh, the, 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 the bite. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. well, that's a lie, too. <laughs> but uh, Kate arrives at the conclusion that she's not going to kill her because she would have done so, you know, before she even got past the door. Right. And reluctantly, she sits down and joins her for some macaroni. Yeah. 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 And they never name the macaroni, though. It's what are you thinking? Mac and cheese. Uh, I would think Kraft Dinner, but. In America, it's called Kraft Macaroni Ma- and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Macaroni yeah. and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you done with that? I'm going to put hot sauce on it now. Are you done with that? <laughs> we'll get to the hot sauce in a second here. Uh, but we cut across the city and we see Clint oh, stopping yeah. by to uh, pay Grills a visit and regroup. And he shows up and uh, all the time, to- like as he's walking up, we hear that uh, Christmas time is here from the 1965 Peanut special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Yes. And that's like the most depressing Christmas song there is. <laughs> It's true. It is. It is. Uh, Grills is kind of taken aback with Clint being all banged up as he is fresh from his battle, but uh, invites him in and closes the door. And this is kind of a theme this episode because we jump back and forth a whole lot. Right. Like constantly. And right now we're going to flip back to Kate's apartment. With the Grills, do you think that his character arc has run its course for this? No, I think he's still got some legs left. In I think so as well. I mean, we kind of suspected that right from the beginning that yeah. he was going to be at some point he was going to be pivotal in the. Uh, yeah, not just a throwaway. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's got more. And not as a LARPer. Maybe yeah. incorporating some LARPer skills, though. Uh, possibly. But mm-hmm. uh, possibly. Yeah. We find Kate, you know, back there and she's had her fill of the macaroni and leaves the rest for Elena, who proceeds to gleefully load it up with hot sauce. Right, right. And if we catch it at the right angle, you do find out it is Sriracha. It is a, uh, a classic. It is. And uh, down to business, Kate asks her, you know, what do you want? And Yelena tells her, you know, it's my first time in New York. And even though it's a business trip, there's still some stuff I want to see. Yep. Like uh, the Empire State Building, Rockefeller Center, and the new improved Statue of Liberty. Yes. New and improved. Yes. Mm. So, you know, she's kind of like. Mm, Wes. She's right out of assassin mode. <laughs> and, uh, but the last part there, the Statue of Liberty, that should raise some eyebrows. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but, uh, in the, in the I marketing. I wouldn't even call this a spoiler because right in 
the trailer for No Way Home. Well, I was going to say they that you can see the scaffolding around the statue. Yeah, and if you zoom in, you do see that is yeah, Lady the, Liberty now there holding she is. the shield. Yeah. So uh, they declare her. Uh, and it's York. really cool. I, I just as a I have seen the movie, uh, and it's it's really cool the way they handle it. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because on the sign there, you can see she's been dubbed, uh, you know, America's newest Avenger. Yeah. 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 And uh, we do also know from the trailer that chances are after the events of Spider-Man uh, is going to need a second facelift. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back at the table. Elena and Kate, they chat back and forth about what sites to take in, what sites to see. But things tense right up when Kate asks her, you know, are you still calling me my name to let me know that you know it? And she sincerely answers, yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's done her homework and she knows all about Kate. It's showing empathy. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Even recent events, you know, and she's like, you know, I saw you rushed into traffic to save a dog and that earns points in my book. Yeah. yeah. But uh, down to the matter, Kate asks her, you know, are you here to talk to Clint? And she's like, no, I'm here to kill him. Yeah. And she goes like, you know, and suddenly it's all business. Yes. Yeah. And then Yelena goes on to ask uh, why, why has everyone forgiven his past? And when Kate says, well, he saved the world. Yelena's like, no. My sister, Natasha Romanoff, saved the world. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Yelena continues. She tries to make Kate question her view of Clint, yep. citing yep. the number of people he's killed and the trail of blood that follows him. There's a there's something going on there, too. We talked about it, I think, last week. The, the general consensus that um, the public at large does not know about his fate. activities of Ronan and they don't know the fate of Natasha Romanoff. Like no, how she met her demise. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. her tombstone's fairly hard to find. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it gets fairly emotional bringing up the subject of Natasha and, you know, she's like, was she just collateral damage? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> she wasn't that while well, he was just saving the world. And, uh, it shouldn't be too hard for Yelena to complete this assignment. And that causes Kate to go, wait, 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 somebody hired you. Yeah. What are their motives? Because she still thinks Clint's a good guy. Yep. And you can tell Yelena, she's given this notion a little bit of thought, but she goes on to say, you know, no matter what people think it's our actions that define us. Oh yeah. And Yelena, she sincerely thanks her, you know, thank you for the girl's night, (laughs) (laughs) but don't get in my way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, makes her way up to that broken window and quickly jumps out using that little zip line. That again. same, uh, what, the backward swan dive, I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Getting those uh, trademark hero jumps and poses down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, back across town then, uh, back at Grill's apartment, he and Clint are enjoying some pizza, as is our uh, one-legged friend. And uh, our one-legged friend or one-eyed friends one-eyed I'm like one leg what happened to the dog Nothing. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> did I see something you guys didn't no I just screwed up but uh they still never oh no she did she did yeah. come out with lucky uh not yet she's she not calling lucky dog. yet oh just pizza, pizza dog, dog. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh Clint thanks him and you know says could you watch the dog for a couple more days the hotel I'm gonna be at doesn't allow pets yeah and grills he protests he's like no no you can't be staying in a hotel at christmas right you gotta right, stay right. here i mean take my couch take my bed he's like no no couch will do right can we just uh, leave that up for a second because yeah there's a, there's a thing that came up here we can see clint's bow leaning up against the wall in the background yes and uh notice that it's wrapped in tape 
the grip, the hand grip is all taped up. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing on the online, uh, I don't know, it was a week ago or so that somebody was trying to say that that was the, the bow that got broken in Germany mm-hmm. uh, during civil war. And that somehow he just taped it up. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. There's no like, way that, uh, you know, hockey tape is going to repair that thing. No, <laughs> no, it wouldn't stop that. Like, I mean, he's getting those trick arrowheads. That's so true. Chances are he has access to another replacement retractable bow. But it still doesn't explain of all the bows we've seen Hawkeye wield. Why is this one, at least to my knowledge, the only one that the grip is taped? Increased gription? I maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's a minor thing. I was just yeah. curious. Yeah, we may find out yet. But, uh, you know, wearily, Clint, he kind of slumps on the couch and grills pops right up and he's like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, Missy dropped by with the two new outfits. You want right, to see them? Right. And uh, Clint's like, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, but just not right now. Which is kind of funny because the marketing has already spoiled. True. Both suits. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, we're yes. going to see them at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just making <clears throat> us. I mean, and I don't mind waiting. And maybe because of the the marketing spoil, like, it's like, oh, we're going to get to that. It's just a matter of time. So it, it it's not really crucial to the plot. No, not yeah. I wouldn't say so yet. No, no. By the end of it, he'll have his branding figured out. <laughs> the brand. <laughs> his branding issue will be sorted. Yes. <laughs> but uh, next morning, you know, we go back to Kate and she arrives at her mother's home to find Jack about to be let out in handcuffs. And uh, Eleanor says, you know, I looked into Jack and Jack maintains his plucky, upbeat manner through the whole thing. Oh, it's just a big misunderstanding. And I would have called the cops in the same yeah, fashion. Yeah, the whole, I don't blame you. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. you know, as they take him out, he declares, you know, I've been, obviously I've been framed, but I'll clear it up and uh, I'll be home in time for the Christmas party. And the smile on him as he leaves is oh, yeah. just devious. It's uh, greasy. Can I say that? Greasy? I think so. It's yeah. It's as greasy as his cheesy stash. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'll be right back and then I'll deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Elsewhere in the city, we find Clint in front of uh, a memorial plaque at Pershing Square Plaza, which is the site of the New York battle in 2012. Yeah. And one thing to point out on this, the line at the bottom of this plaque says NYC historical cultural moment number 325. Oh, really? So these things are all over the place then? Yeah. So, I mean, it could be 325 moments, but it could link up to something else. What are you thinking? Well, uh, Avenger, um, it's a weird thought, and it might be influenced. It is influenced by a couple of things I saw. Okay, because uh, somebody pointed out Avengers three twenty five. Yeah, uh, in that issue, uh, Cersei throws a party at the Avengers Mansion. Okay, in which a bunch of uh, villains brainwash all the waitstaff to kill the heroes and their guests. Oh, and with a party, you know, looming on the horizon. Could be foreshadowing, or it could be nothing. Oh, so a, a Christmas party full of villains, possibly. <laughs> I can see where that's going. Sure, but you know, it's I don't know, loose connection at this. Yeah, point. yeah. Back to Clint, though. Uh, he removes his hearing aid and he starts. You know, I need to talk to you, Natasha. And I guess this is the only place he can go to do it. But uh, tells her, you know, you were always the best of us, and you were stubborn and strong. Yeah, and you always had to win, and all for a stupid orange rock. And we know the stupid orange rock is the uh, soul stone. The soul stone, yeah. This may be the first time Clint has actually spoken out loud about what happened. It's the first time that he's openly. I've I've talked uh, repeatedly about his uh, his survivor guilt, which he clearly is displaying. Oh, totally. 
totally. But I mean, this is a very uh, outward expression of that. Yeah. You know, he goes on to tell her that I miss you every day and every day I try to do the best to earn what you gave me. Yeah. And I'm also really sorry for what I'm about to do because I mean, she got him out of the Ronin life. Yeah. I mean, that ties right back into his line about, uh, you know, uh, Natasha Romanoff stopped him. Yeah. Stopped the Ronin, I should say. Yeah. And then uh, again, we're going to shift gears here because back with Kate. I actually thought for a moment when he said that, that he was going to go on another killing spree. Or at least maybe one to end it. Yeah. That's, like, what, I, that's what I thought he meant. Yeah, I'm about to whack your sister. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm about to kill your sister to end this. Yeah, really? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but back with Kate, you know, she sits up on her bed and she takes a look around and uh, we see trophies and medals and awards of all types. Yep. And uh, you get the impression at least you know, you see the gears turning in her head and she realizes, you know, she's been working her whole life. Yeah. The whole, uh, I've worked too hard not to go through with this. Yeah. She's not done. Yeah. And then, uh, we also get a cork board and this is where I say the date comes in because there's a flyer there for the Bishop holiday party taking place December 24th, 2024, 2024. So spot on the timeline is cemented. So it's only like one year later. then. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't know where Spider-Man falls in the timeline. Well, they, but. somebody had said, and, and I can't quote the source on this because I don't know, but they said it is the furthest away from, no, that's not true. Two years? Two? It's literally, okay. So Spider-Man literally picks up exactly where uh, uh, Far, Far From, from home. home. Like, it's literally like it, the one the movie ends, scene. the next one rolls. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So whatever uh, uh, No Way Home fits in or Far From Home, Huh. Uh, they're concurrent. All right. Also point out here, uh, there is a little flyer or something of Clint that yeah. says hero worship. So, oh, you know where her head was at. At sure, point. sure, right. But uh, you know she's not done, and uh, that's her. Uh, that's her version of uh, Tiger Beat pictures all over her, <laughs> her wall, right? Yeah, she goes back streets back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's her Donny Osmond. There you go. <laughs> Uh, she goes on and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, she goes on to call Clint who doesn't answer. And, uh, you know, she goes on a bit of a montage here where she's just leaving a message after message relaying like crazy girlfriend. I was going to say, anybody yeah. had the crazy ex-girlfriend? Before? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. Line of, uh, yeah. Doing yeah. a bit, a little, little bit of venting in there too. And I'm surprised that there wasn't a, a, in the montage that it wasn't a mix of phone calls and text messages. <laughs> well, yeah. If you got the text messages, you wouldn't get to the uh, the full mailbox. That's, so, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's been developments on the Jack front, and she wants to discuss it. And during the one message, we see her kind of taking responsibility for her missteps. and But she reasserts, you know, I'm still learning. Yeah. And uh, as she does this, we see that she's still practicing with that small ornament. Yes. And uh, we get a great comedic beat here because off screen, we hear her when she launches it, something smash across. The yeah, room. yeah. And the look on her face. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she keeps making phone calls until finally the mailbox is like, it's full. You can't do it. Right, right. And then, you know, frustration, she slams the phone down. And then we cut again and we catch up with uh, Ivan and Tomas. Yep. And they're driving the Trust a Bro truck. And uh, we hear them rocking out to Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Yeah. And both of them agreeing, and rightfully so. This is a classic. 
<laughs> um, but you and I know, well, you and I on our other life uh, as uh, toy guys driving around uh, toy hunting, listening to this. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they go on to, or at least Tomas does, uh, starts bringing up, you know, we could be like other ones. And yeah, he's like, do we look like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums oh, to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as they round, there you go. Tracksuit Sopranos. Yeah. As they round a corner discussing why they don't see people using brass knuckles anymore, uh, we get uh, a bit of shock and terror as an arrow comes right through the windshield and he screams like a girl. It's like, almost ah! the uh, the Ned Flanders. Yes, almost Ned level. <laughs> but it turns out it's only a message arrow and a uh, little side thing pops open and uh, Ivan pulls out the message and turns out it's an invite for Maya to meet alone where she first met the Ronan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pretty ominous since they don't know what's Clint. But that tells you something that, uh, because in that sequence where we observe from Maya's point of view, we observe her observing him. That tells us that he had an awareness that she was there, which I didn't get from that sequence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's basically chasing him through the shadows as he moves. I suppose so. But, uh, you know, we cut back and find, uh, Clint strolling across a very familiar intersection. Yeah. And we get another mouse sighting. Oh, yeah. Well, so he's in there again. Shameless promotion. Yep. But uh, there's other signage going on here in the background, like Kia and T Mobile, Lion King, and something called The Recession 2. So I don't know if that's supposed to be like a music album or another one of those weird future predictions. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Clint, he goes to make a phone call to Laura and goes on to tell her that, uh, you know, things have uh, just kept building and Maya had access to the watch and somebody yeah. hired a black widow and Laura goes on to tell Clint, you know, they've been so careful. They're so far away. Yeah. Clint states it's not far enough. It's never far enough. No, no. So again, we're thinking, you know, could this watch be Laura's last week? Hank, we, uh, we talked extensively about, uh, about the watch and we'd, uh, at one point we had surmised possibly, uh, Tony Stark, but then we get the line from Clint where he, he says it's a retired friend. Right. Any, any predictions on that, who the watch might belong to? Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I was, I was thinking, uh, Oh my goodness. My brains. I was thinking Nick Fury actually. And, and by retired, there's a, there's just a few. I, 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 I think, I think she's a scroll. <laughs> I actually think nice. she's a scroll. <laughs> Um, uh, there's, there's something else going on there too. If she's not a shield agent, I'd be crazy, crazy, um, disappointed. Um, but I actually think it's Nick Fury's watch. And I think that's the, interesting. And because of the they like, uh, in the Steve, the Steve, where Steve Rogers in the, in the way yeah, yeah, yeah. he's doing moon stuff, uh, where, where's Nick Fury? He's on, he's on the moon with Steve Rogers, you know, that, that running gag, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah. then some, you know, uh, everybody watched Spider-Man, uh, then, uh, I think I think it's definitely Nick Fury's watch, but it might be on the cusp. I don't know what the the trends are and what people are saying on online because I haven't I haven't read much about it. So. Nick Fury, I think, came up on our short list as well. Yeah, uh, I had actually said possibly Steve Rogers because I mean, if the general public knew that Steve Rogers was still alive and he was an old man, that he could be exploited that way. Oh, sure. I also surmised at at one point could it possibly be and and we talked about another connection here 
when we got the big on the nose of the Pym arrow. Is Hank Pym uh, now the the financier of the Avengers? And could it be uh, a watch that uh, was given to uh, to Hank? Could it be Hank Pym's watch? <laughs> that's a, that's a good bet too. I, yeah. I I would think that they probably will go with that sort of, um, you know, if 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 I had any beefs about the first couple of waves of the MCU and they're so minor, that's yep. that a lot of things that that are actually Hank Pym's fault. Oh and yeah. At the same time, Hank Pym's idea. Are yes. all attributed to Tony Stark in the MCU. So sure, sure. If if Hank Pym starts to get his shine a little, it wouldn't bother me at all. I love that character. Actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, another one that was speculated last week was that Laura might actually be Mockingbird. I heard that as well. Yeah, and that uh, it could be. And I don't know enough about the character to really speculate but, on that. Yeah, so. I, based on the whole Agents of Shield connection, Bobby yeah, Morris yeah. has appeared, and like you said, it, maybe it's a thing like the Widows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's sure, a bunch of name. Mockingbirds. Yeah, that totally Mockingbird is a. Yeah. a title not a, a name yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll find out well she certainly is a uh, way more knowledgeable about clint's activities than uh, you would expect your i mean i know they're married and and there are things you tell your wife that you don't tell other people but when you're when your life is like and i mean it goes being an avenger now never mind being an avenger being an agent of shield mm-hmm. kind of goes beyond secret agent stuff yeah and she's so, never once like you've got to stop this. This is crazy. Come back to your face. She's always no. like, yeah, I got you. Yes, you do. Whatever what you got to do. do. I know what yeah. You know. Go, yeah. go yeah. ahead and kill somebody. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yeah. like, yeah. Cause like Clint goes on to say, you know, if it doesn't end tonight, it's just a matter of time until the big guy gets involved. Yes. The and big guy again, another possible reference yeah. to the Kingpin. And we've all seen those spy movies where deep, the deepest cover is you actually have a whole frigging family with somebody. Yeah. 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 You know, it's the deepest level of cover. Yeah. What, uh, True lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right. really. Right. <laughs> but the double, said, double, what? Yep. What? Laura tells him, you know, follow your gut and do what you got to do. And, you know, she'll understand more than anyone else ever could. I think that's the line that sealed it for me the, yeah, me the more than anyone else could. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they say their goodbyes. And as they're saying their goodbyes, we actually get a cut where he's retrieving the Ronin suit from the locker that it was stashed in. Yeah. And then we cut to Maya, who is waiting in the car lot of Fat Man Used Cars. And we do get a very clear picture of the sign this year, confirming what we thought last episode. Yes, there was no hiding it this time. No, it is there in full display. Oh, yeah. And, you know, another Kingpin reference thrown in her face. But uh, we also see that Maya didn't come alone, as per the note, because Kazi is perched up there on the sign with a rifle. Right. And uh, as Maya's waiting, you know, we see multiple members of the tracksuits moving between cars in the shadows. And Kazi, he's scanning the area with his scope. And before he knows it, the Ronin sword is upside his head. And it's already too late for him. He takes notice of it, tries to talk his way out, but he receives a swift and brutal strike to the head, knocking him out. But he lives another day. He does. So, you know, Clint was true. And he said, I don't want anyone else to die. Doesn't want, yeah, it doesn't want anyone else to die. But uh, Ivan and Thomas, they're uh, making their way through the lot. And, it, you know, Thomas gets yanked under a truck and eliminated. Yeah, yeah. And one by one, each of the tracksuits gets taken out. But it's got a very Batman-ish vibe to it going on I here. I couldn't agree with you more on like, that You know, one. here's yeah. one getting picked off this way, another one going that way. You just almost, you're almost waiting for that. Where are you? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think we get that though from Maya yeah. in a roundabout way because, you know, she's on high alert now and she empties a clip just, you know, chasing shadows around. Yeah, indiscriminately yeah. Uh, spray uh, uh, spray and pray. Yeah, but uh, 
with her gun now empty, you know, the Ronin, he steps out of the shadows and it's like a tense moment right out of a Kung Fu movie. Oh, big time. You know, close up on the eyes and, and then back and forth. Uh, but then, you know, they don't take too long and uh, they jump right into it and it's a pretty even fight back and forth. I was actually surprised at how well that the, uh, I actually expected her to, uh, I know it's, it's his story. That's why it's called Hawkeye, but I half expected him, uh, her to hand his butt to him. Well, I think if they didn't stop to talk in the middle of it, she really would. Have. She, yeah, well, yeah, very, because well, you know, as they're battling back and forth here, she literally takes the sword off him. And yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. But you know, pretty quick, he knocks it out of her hand and uh, finally gets the upper hand by landing a kick on her. He's also in sort of a different mode here. Like, you know, he's he's less restrained compared to when he's an Avenger. Uh, certainly the the whole sequence uh, in Endgame or um, um, when he's doing his Ronin thing and he's like indiscriminately yeah. like yeah. just tearing through those Yakuza uh, a, gang members. He oh, looks like Wolverine. He's a fully trained. Yes. Ninja. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I, I, I think that he may be holding back in this fight a little bit too. It's a, it's a hybrid of, of the fighting styles. Yeah. 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 Because, uh, you know, they continue their dance until finally Ronan lands that one device decisive kick. Yeah. Knocking her down and giving him enough time to recover the sword. And now with him standing over her, you know, he's got her dead to rights. The other thing about her, we talked about, uh, going back even as far back as the uh, Disney plus day, when we were sort of exploring all the properties and we were reading about, uh, the Maya Lopez character and sort of how uh, her her power is based on mimicry. Yes, and it looks like they're almost being like, as far as live television is concerned, I get the impression that they're they're being a little more reserved with her. Like she's a very capable fighter, but I I don't see her you know matching blow for blow like we had read about. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's maybe? something that they're going to hold on to for her own series for the echo series or certainly when she comes head to head against taskmaster and they have the same abilities. Well, there is that, right? Yeah. Yeah, And I think maybe they might just keep some things in the pocket, right? Yeah. Well, here talking about taskmaster for a second, um, were we not all under the impression that taskmaster was going to make an appearance in this series? Yeah, I I was. I'm still not, we've only got not convinced. Uh, me as well, and with only one episode left, I mean, yeah. there's not a whole lot of real estate left to build no, on. No, no, uh, and still and still wrap up all of our uh, dangling plot threads. So yeah, there seem to be like uh, more every episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, instead of going for the kill here, he unmasks. Yeah, and he show you know, showing her that it's actually Clint Barton and Maya. She's like, "Why'd you do that? So I could watch you while you kill me." And he's like, "No." And between signing and lip reading. He delivers this warning, you know, if you or anyone else comes after me and my family, it'll be yeah. the last thing you do. Yeah. And you know what? When he says that, I, there is re- I believe in that line. I believe him. Yeah. Uh, uh, kudos to you, Jeremy Renner. You uh, convinced me and uh, I will never mess with you ever. <laughs> but he goes on to tell them, you know, we're the same. She disagrees, but he stands firm. You know, we're both weapons. And yeah. when we're full of rage, it makes us blind. And we can be used and manipulated. It's ex- you know, know, it's almost like an extension of the conversation he had with Kate, where he's like, "I'm not a hero. I'm a weapon. I was just pointed in the right direction." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, he goes on to tell her, you know, the night I was there, I was tipped off by an informant who works for your boss. Yep. And uh, you know, she's lip reading and reading the signs at this point, and she instantly denies it. No. Oh yeah. You know, 
but her, I mean, you know, does her facial expression not kind of like go, Oh, like, Oh, you, you know, there's somebody else. Eh, I don't know. I, I see a lot of rage in her face. I there. do as well. Cause like, you know, at the prospect of somebody in the organization, it goes boiling over and you know, she kicks the leg right out from under him. Yeah. And quicker than a hiccup, she's got the sword and she's ready to end him. Yes. But uh, just in the nick of time, you know, we get the save and Maya turns around to see Kate's on the roof with a bow. Yep. And she's got another one ready to lob at her. And, you know, from last episode, we already know that Kate's put one in her already. Well, I mean, wasn't there already that uh, talking about the I know it's a it's a running line through the show, but like one of the greatest archers ever. Yes. And didn't Clint actually, you know, actually, yeah, maybe you are. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she turns around and finds the swords gone. And so is Clint. So, you know, with much to consider, she jumps on the bike, makes her getaway, and Kate then goes after Clint. And uh, she catches up with him pretty quick and finds him in the alley. Yes. And, you know, she's like, uh, do you want to know how I found you? He's like, you tracked my phone, didn't you? And she's like, yes. <laughs> but then he's like, you know, you got an escape plan for this rescue. And at the end of the uh, alleyway, we find like an Uber driver. Oh, or I something. know. You called an Uber. Yeah. That's awesome. Actually, The driver's <laughs> like, are you Tabitha? And she's like, yeah, yep. he's a fake name and everything. Yeah. Yep. So they <clears> hop <throat> in and they're on their way. And- I actually thought that, you know, given her age or the age that they're trying to portray her, I'm like, that is the perfect escape plan for somebody you know, yeah. who's, who's that old, who's grown up in the urban sprawl. Like, of course yep. you just call an Uber. <laughs> they don't need to know what we're doing. Nope. They don't ask questions, just pay them. But uh, again, we're jumping and elsewhere we are, what we can assume is probably a fallback point. And Maya is waiting for Kazi as he rolls up Yeah. and Kazi hops out, you know, he's glad to see her alive and embraces her and tells her, you know, Ronan came out of nowhere, but she's like stone faced in this. Yeah, she's definitely uh, play, so, playing from a different uh, a different hand now. Yeah, because, you know, reeling from that thought that there might have been an informant. She flat out asks him, you know, why weren't you at the meeting the night my father was killed? That's got to send, uh, you know, uh, he's got to be like, like tingling in the back of his neck now. Like, what? Yeah, but he plays it off like nothing. And she's like, you know, you were dad's number two guy. You were in town. Why didn't you go? Yeah. And he's just like, you know, I, I didn't get the call. And then he's like, you know, what, what is this? And she's like, nothing, nothing's wrong. And, you know, we all know that when a woman says nothing is wrong, <laughs> something is definitely wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she, pre- she proceeds to hop on the bike and leave and uh, leave him alone with his thoughts. But uh, his body language suggests, you know, is he worried about what Maya knows? And was he the informant? Well, so maybe he should be. We'll see, I guess, by the end of the next episode. Oh, but, yes. Uh, Back in the cab, you know, we find Clint and Kate and they're going over the looming threats that they face, like the woman on the roof who uh, Clint is like less than shocked to find out is the sister of Natasha. Right. And as they exit the vehicle and walk down the street, they do this little, it's kind of like really subtle, but they pass the arrow. Oh, yes. I definitely noticed that. He hands it off to her. And so, you know, yeah, symbolic yeah, yeah. to say the least. But uh, again, we're going to jump and we find Eleanor who is being tracked by Yelena and she's keeping her distance, but uh, we see Eleanor is heading into this huge man. I'm sitting there watching this and, and thinking, you know, like how many times have we questioned, is there something going on with her? And then you're like, you're like, Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. Because this place is like, you know, very expensive looking. And as Eleanor heads in, 
you know, Yelena's still on the street and she's staring upward, so it's gonna yeah, be yeah. super tall. But uh, we leave them for a minute and we go back to the apartment of Grills and we see that he's taught Pizza Dog a new trick and he's got him dancing on the floor. Yeah. But when Kate tries to get him to do it, you know, he only shakes a paw. <laughs> mm-hmm. So lost in like, translation. Yeah. So they're enjoying their breakfast and Kate remarks, you know, see, Grills is cool. He can cook, he can LARP, he can put out fires. Yeah. But the whole pleasant morning vibe changes because Kate receives a text. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's from an unknown number, but uh, turns out it's Yelena. And she's found out who hired her. And it's Kate's mom, Eleanor. But that's not all because she sent a photo as well. Oh, yes. And uh, we don't get to see it yet, but she passes it to Clint. And Clint looks at it. And in a very somber tone, he says, you know, that's the guy I've been worried about all along. Yep. And uh, then he says the name. Kingpin. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know about you. Chill down my spine when he said it. I don't know about you guys, but I, uh, you know, like how sports fans yell at their TV when things happen. Yeah, I might have done that. I might have done that. Yeah, it was like I knew it, but everybody knew it, but it didn't matter because we we wanted it so bad. (laughs) That's right, we did. You know, and not only is he finally here, but uh, <clears throat> it's Vincent frickin' D'Onofrio. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So this opens up a whole world of possibilities, you know. Rumors about the new Spider-Man movie aside, the Netflix world is now technically fully connected to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Is it or isn't it? I mean, we can say it is, and we can say it isn't. I can say it is. Uh, I would like to think that they're... See, for me, this is how I this is how I approach it. I would like to think that much like uh, some of our favorite Star Wars properties have pulled from previous, uh, like from Legends and brought it forward. Yeah. No explanation needed. They just brought it forward. And I think that mm. that's the case here. Like Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin and probably has always been the kingpin in the MCU. We just never saw him before. Okay. Possible. Um, I the mean, they, they reference they reference the MCU movies in those Netflix shows. They did. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah, but they reference yeah. the event and they reference the Battle of New York, and and, and uh, I mean, uh, uh, Kevin Feige had uh, gone so far as to say that if or when, if and or when uh, Daredevil turns up in the MCU, he said that he <clears throat> will be played by Charlie Cox. They, I mean, so, they literally. Um, well, the the story I heard was that they put pressure on Netflix to end the characters because uh, to end the shows because they needed this. There's a three year clause. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, where they weren't allowed to use the characters. Use the characters, yeah. Right? Or the or the actors signed the contracts. So uh, I had read that Disney put pressure on, and that's why the the shows that were really really chugging along, like Punisher and Daredevil, seemed to got clipped for no reason. To yeah, us. yeah. But it was actually Disney going, "Hey, we we want these characters really bad. Stop right, right now, uh, <laughs> so we can have them." You know, and they probably a, paid a fair. I was going to say, if I was Netflix, it. you can pay me a lot of money, and I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And Disney, so, I mean, don't be surprised to see want. Jessica Jones show up in the in the She Hulk movie, oh, and don't yeah, be surprised yeah, yeah. to see the uh, the other two fellas show up uh, at some point in MCU shows as well. Do I think there's room for uh, Iron Fist to show up? Uh, really, when you with could go one of two ways. I mean, you've got the whole camaraderie thing with Doctor Strange. It's a perfect way uh, to fit those characters to fit in uh, Iron Fist. Shang Chi is out now. Another way that you can fit in Iron Fist, and I mean, you know, uh, Luke Cage just comes along for the ride. Yeah, Yeah. and this is it. Yeah, Uh, and Luke Cage. I mean, if you really want to get into the into the sort of the 
if we're going to dip dip into Daredevil and stuff of that nature, sure, yeah, getting into the uh, the gritty crime stuff. Luke Cage just yep. sort of set himself up as the kingpin of uh, of Harlem. And, and uh, directed, yes, he very you know, much did. Yeah, right, when we got you know, so if they if they pick up those storylines, they were they were great. There was you know, they were they were pretty good. I, I would have I, I I I think I prefer my. Uh, Iron Fist done a little differently, but other than that, I yeah. didn't really have many complaints about the Netflix show. It'll be funny seeing if they double, ha- and I know they won't because this is kind of haha. But uh, to see, um, um, oh my lord, the actor who played Cottonmouth, oh right, is your new Blade? Yeah, <laughs> do you know That's what I mean? Right. Like, That's yeah. right. Um, Herschel Ali double dip there. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, Sony Disney would be kind of a fight, but uh, you know, I know all we get here is like a blurry little cell phone picture. But if there's any doubt about uh, it was it, good for good enough for me. Yeah. If there's any doubt though, you know, twice in the credits. Well, there yeah, you go. D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, to close out the episode, we get an unmistakable silhouette and the city skyline is now, you know, I actually thought that was a very nice touch that it's very uh, yeah. comic booky. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, do we think, uh, so I know we've only got one episode left and I know that, uh, you know, I, I know they're saving, that they're working up to building um what's the name of the team uh um not young avengers but um, west coast yeah the west coast thing do we think uh victoria is involved in this at all hmm. don't know as in uh uh um, victoria hand yeah yeah that's possible i but still that think that she's somewhere it's the uh thunderbolts too uh right yeah, yeah entirely avengers, possible for sure. yes yes i think that's probably yeah uh, we're de- I mean, we're, we're going to get multiple groups. So, um, we're, we're looking at a, you know, a really broad spectrum thing here, especially if you believe the half the logos they've put out as shows that are coming. Oh my God. Yeah. Possibly yeah. Coming, so, uh, it goes pretty deep and for years and years to come. So, yeah. uh, sorry, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. No. Well, certainly this week's episode uh, was a uh, really cool infusion of uh, fan service and uh, really drove the plot forward. Yep. We've got one episode left. It's uh, episode six yep. uh, coming up here in just a couple of days. And uh, I don't know, guys, where do you think, uh, what do you think about uh, what we're going to wrap up on? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really out of it as well. I'm not it's, really sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's great to not have any expectations with this this one um uh, i'm already blown away by it first of all i thought it was going to be starring alan alda and be a mash <laughs> sequel so when i was quite surprised that it was actually a superhero show and um no i i'm, I'm pleasantly surprised i really like the character of kate bishop uh, actually it's um regardless of w- whether you want to gender bend or whether you want to uh, you know uh do something try, try to break a mold um sure it's very yeah. difficult uh especially with men in their 40s <laughs> uh who have yep. read the comics and liked the properties for so long it's hard for us to sometimes uh accept these characters no matter how good they are and kate bishop is top notch uh, she's she's a fantastic character and i I'm, I'm glad she's she's got the mantle of hawkeye i'm just going to touch on that a little bit more i'm, I'm going to add to what you're saying hank because I really think a lot of what makes Kate Bishop likable is uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. If if you haven't seen her in Bumblebee, I mean, she might be the best part of Bumblebee. She's so good in that, and I see a lot of the 
the same mannerisms in Bumblebee come through in Kate Bishop, and that just makes her really likable. So hats off to you, Haley. You're a fantastic actor. Yep. So uh, a lot of ground left to cover in yeah. that final episode, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't have to wait too long for it. No, no. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's our episode. This any week. more for any more before we sign off, guys? Oh, not too much. I would say uh, uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us through uh, so far five episodes, well, four episodes of our show and uh, five episodes of Hawkeye. Uh, as I said, uh, this is going to take us right up until uh, you're going to have a one week gap because next week is the, the final episode. And then we're right into uh, the book of Boba Fett. So uh, for all the Star Wars fans out uh, on our platforms, uh, please do join us for that because we're uh, looking forward to that immensely. Can I, um, am I drooling? I can't. <laughs> I need a napkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess that's it for me, guys. Yeah, so, you know, check out that last episode, Streaming Wednesday, and uh, then join us back here on Saturday if you get some downtime in Christmas. Yeah, exactly, yes. And yes, of course, our uh, Christmas episode, uh, we will be dropping an episode of Fandom Power Christmas Day, December 25th, so if you're sitting around the tree... Trying to get over that turkey uh, coma. Yeah, you've opened up your presents and you want something to May or may not be a cat attack in it. (laughs) Maybe. Please uh, uh, join us for that. That, uh, yeah, Christmas Day. I hope you guys uh, enjoy that. And do have a Merry Christmas uh, or uh, an enjoyable holiday, whatever you choose to celebrate. That's it, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, for uh, Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. Hank. And we'll see you all on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.